Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Ten white toes and them toy flip flops. Manicures and pedicures, I'm always tip top. When they say I'm not hot, all these lies need to stop. Cause I'm icy, wifey, haters wanna fight me. Never been the one get RP up on a whitey. Keep my hands clean, got some hitters moving shicey. Ask me if I'm on them with some Gucci, bitch, I might be. It's very unlikely. My Okay, hey now, it's your girl, your favorite author, Ebony Diamonds, coming to you with my second episode of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Now, today, in my segment, I want to talk about the black dollar and what it means to America. Strangely enough, they don't understand how important our money is in our communities. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking about that today. I have a new segment I would like to try out and I think it's going to be so dope called What the Fuck with Shay Jones. Now, we are accepting anonymous letters. If you want the real answers from real bitches, then there. Send us your information and your letters. We will keep you anonymous if you want to be anonymous. I also will be interviewing one of my favorites, one of my best friends, author Bianca Marie, national best-selling author Bianca Marie. Now, if you have not read one of her books, you're not understanding what you're missing out on. This girl will have your head so fucked up, you will be ready to fight the characters in her books. The plot twist out of this goddamn world, I just can't believe some of the stuff she come up with. Now, Please go check her out, and I'm sure you will want to after we speak. Now, let's put some more music on. Hey, icy girl, so weedy. They looking icy, charging by the minute, cause my time is very pricey. Yeah, I be where the bosses be, judging for my vibe. You can feel it in my energy, stacking paper steadily so I can live in luxury. Looking in the mirror, I think I feel what I'm about to be. You beefing with my enemy, does not make you a fun of me. Girl, so weird, stay clear, I'm living drama free. Never living comfortably, got a lot of ghosts in me. My team is trying to eat, so we grind so I mess up. We ain't trying to get a bag of weed, I'm trying to get a bag of weed. Put it in my savings and invest in the right all right now diamonds now it's time for us to go into our next segment miss shay jones with what the fuck hey everybody i hope y'all are feeling lovely out there tonight thank you for joining me on what the fuck with shay jones tonight we got some anonymous questions and we about to just go ahead and jump right in them question number one so here's my story my car is breaking down i need a new transmission and every time i think my car is fixed the check engine light comes on i've been asking my husband to buy me a new car he has a good job and money is never an issue well his baby mama's car broke down and he bought her a new one and but keeps telling me that i should wait on my new car when i confronted him about it he said it was because she has his kids it's already bad enough that he pay our bills on top of paying her bills how do you think i should approach him should i confront his baby mama or play the good wife and leave it alone what the fuck first of all i will be cussing his ass out and setting him straight first of all you and i live together you have to take care of home that's one thing i understand you got kids with her and all of that that's good i'm cool with playing the stepmama role i'm cool with taking the kids you know to pick them up from school taking them to basketball practice and all that other good stuff no problem coexisting with the baby mama no problem 
However, you're not going to sit up here and go buy her a car first when you know your wife need a car. Then on top of that, you paying her bills. That lets me know that this woman is codependent. So what she needs to do is go find a job or go find a man. And what your husband needs to do is take care of home with you, buy you a new car. And if he don't want to do that, kick his ass to the curb and let him go stay with her ass. Question number two. Hey, Shay Jones, this question is specifically about the sneak peek I read in your book about a mother sleeping with her daughter's son. I'm actually going through something like this, but I don't have proof that my mom is sleeping with my boyfriend. I notice the way they look at each other and it's weird. She cooks for him and runs his shower after he comes home from work. One day, I caught her massaging his back and they both played it off. She said that she was just helping him get the tension out of his neck, but I don't really buy it. Do you think that maybe I'm being insecure or I should go with my gut and confront them both? Girl, what the fuck? First of all, confront they asses. No, you're not wrong. Your mother has no right to be touching on your boyfriend. She needs to go touch on her man or go find a man to touch on. That's very inappropriate. Your boyfriend, he shouldn't be around your mother unless it's has some unless you're around your mother. I don't feel like she should be cooking for him and and running his bath water. That's totally inappropriate. That is not okay. That's very suspicious behavior. And if I was you, I would most definitely definitely confront it and let them know that you don't like it. You have a right to express how you feel you're not being insecure and things do happen that's why I'm writing about it in my book okay question three I know this is TMI but I'm dead ass serious my boyfriend and I have been arguing about how he should wipe his ass properly so I started noticing how every time I wash clothes there's shit stains in his underwear sometimes they even stink and cause the other clothes to stink sometimes he will shower and then try to have sex with me even though the sex is great I know he don't wipe his ass good and I'm always in fear that he'll get some of it on our sheets. As women, we have to keep our vaginas clean. And if my boyfriend isn't wiping his ass as good as he should, I'm at risk. How should I handle the situation? What the fuck? That man is trifling. Leave his ass alone. If a grown ass man can't wipe his ass, a grown ass man don't have no business getting in some grown ass pussy. He needs to go get his hygiene in check. He needs to go wash his ass and 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 buy some new drawers. Throw all the underwear out, child, because clearly he he going it's gonna be some cross contamination type shit going on, and you don't need that. He's too old to not be able to wipe his ass properly. That's disgusting and it's disturbing. So if I was you. I wouldn't talk to him no more about it. I get in my car with all my shit loaded in the trunk and be gone on his ass. He can keep that dirty ass, shitty infested house. He can keep his shitty infested sheets in his underwear. Go get you a real man that know how to wipe his ass. Anyways, the questions were crazy, but that's what we do on what the fuck with Shay Jones. So if you have any more questions, send them to shayjonesbooks at gmail.com and I will most definitely read them. Y'all have a good night. Peace out. Woo child. Did that child say he ain't wiping his ass and he got shit all over their clothes? Baby, I would have beat the shit out of him already. He wouldn't have no shit to leave in them underwear. Because ain't no way you not properly wiping that ass and getting in my bed. I mean, damn. And then, 
God, people, mothers is fucking boyfriends and shit. Shay, you could have that baby. You could have answered that way better than me, Connie, because I would have jumped out on their ass out the motherfucking box like Rody Rich. Now, speaking of Rody Rich, I fuck with him. He an upcoming new artist. I like this nigga. He, you know, he got his good shit going on. Here go his song, The Box. I love it. Published 
damn, 35? Girl, so you just be sitting there writing. That's what, what you do. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my career. Damn. So what exactly, what are your favorite books from yourself? If you can be a little biased for a minute. My favorite book that I wrote was, I would have to say, is my standalone. It was previously titled Killing Me Softly with a Love So True, mm. but now it's titled Overdose, uh, Drowning in a Hit of Love. Okay, and I know you got some sexy book bays in there for them. So what was your main character name in there so they can go look him up? His name was Truth, because Truth. he was the truth. Yeah! Yeah, he loved hard. Girl, he didn't play no games about the woman that he loved. Better snap on they asses. I know the <laughs> ass right now. You got the, the way you talked about him just now, honey. You got me thinking this was a real man. So, like, growing up in Chicago, how did that shape you into the author you became? How did you get to 35 books and you growing up in Chicago, that done turned you into the author that you are? How did that become? Growing up in Chicago, you see many different walks of life. But when you're from a certain area, you learn how to adapt. And the thing about writing urban fiction is people consider it fiction, but then it's also reality. Mm. A lot of the things that we write about are things that we have experienced, have grown up around, have, uh, it just, all of it is, all of it is experience. Right. So I can relate to a lot of the things that I write about. Most, some, a lot of my women characters, a lot of my men characters are like reflections of people that have been involved in my life okay. or things, things that they have went through. So, Okay, so you, that actually brings me to my next question. <laughs> which one of your characters do you see yourself in? Like which book, which character do you see as like almost a mirror of yourself? Mm, that's actually a good question because <laughs> I actually tend not I actually tend not to write myself. Okay. <laughs> so oh. I I'm gonna say none of my women characters are a reflection of me. You know you know what I'm gonna just, I'm gonna take that back. I had a character named Navy in my book, Feeling for a Shadrach Hitter, okay. and she was so headstrong, so cut off from love, like, and she's she's one of the characters that I would have to say is, will probably would be almost a reflection of myself. Oh, okay. So, like, when you, you, you starting, you know, you sitting down, you're like, okay, I'm going to write a new book. Like, what do you do to start? Like, what steps do you take mentally to prepare yourself for this next best motherfucking seller? I actually, I actually always start a new book while I'm writing a book. So, say if I'm finishing up one book or in the middle of a book, if I have an idea, I, I will write at least 1,000 to 2,000 words on a new book okay. just to put it down and then, you know, I'll just come to back to it once I'm finished. Like, yeah. You're just kicking it off. Now, I know a lot of us yeah. can honestly agree with that because I'm telling you, I don't know how many unfinished stories you got in your laptop, girl, but a lot of us... <laughs> 
a lot of writers got that unfinished. And you know, it's crazy because me and you talk all the time. And you, you will ask me, you ain't got nothing? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, hell no, nah, I ain't got shit. And it's like, you know, I have an idea and I drop one line. You know what I'm saying? Just to kick it off. Yeah. But girl like that man that's dope like you know you could just start something while you doing the other one like okay this next this next man that's talking talking about writing you killing shit killing that shit and it's like for you to sit there and be able while you're writing another book to come up with other ideas your imagination got to be off the hook for that shit and i personally I know. always try <laughs> i always try to at least to keep one in the chamber like yes if some if some if some other shit fail, let me go to this next one. Like you know, like what's the ne- yeah? Like okay, that didn't work out so great. But you know, honestly, it's crazy because with the algorithms, you would think something didn't do so well. You know what I mean? But it might have did good. It's just you know, it might not have did as well as the one before. But at the same time, they still gonna read it because you're Bianca Marie. <laughs> so it's like that's the what we gonna you know we gonna go with that one. Like, you know, so don't even, you know, trip off of that. Move on to the next one. I love that. That's what a lot of new authors really need to put into their head. Don't forget your books. You know what I mean? Don't forget that you dropped it just because it didn't do well. But it's like you got to keep going. It's so many stories inside of you. Do you always, like, yeah. do you feel like you're going to burst when you want to write something? rephrase that what you mean like you know like if you got this story in your head and you know you might be writing something else do you feel like you're going to explode if you just don't get that other thing down sometimes i do then sometimes you know i have to i will start writing what i'm writing and start writing on that but then i'm the type i um you know authors they have their own method everybody has their own formula how they do things but i'm one I don't like to move on to the next until uh, I'm finished with my series that I'm working on. If my book is a series, I can't drop another book. And that's just me. My this is just me. My mental. That's that's like how I operate. I can't drop the next book without finishing the book that I started. Even though it's been months, like, okay, in my mind, I still got to finish this damn book. I need to get this book out. My readers are asking for this particular book. I can't put it off to the next and say, oh, I'm going to drop this one, then I'll finish that one. It's just me, my mental. Like, everybody has their own thing. Some people could just drop out of order or whatever. I mean, but that's them. That's their thing. For me personally, I can't do that. So, now, do you feel like yeah. that's more for the readers or for yourself? You feel like you have a, uh, um, you you have a responsibility as the author that these readers are reading that you have to make sure these books are out because you want to, you know, make sure the readers have it regardless of how it did or whatever the case was. You want to make sure that your readers have it. Yes, actually, it's 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 not just for the readers; it's for the readers and myself as well. Like I'm telling you, it's a mental thing with me, girl. Like <laughs> I cannot, I cannot. It's like OCD type of thing. I cannot finish. I mean, write another book until I complete the series or book that I am working on. And once that's done, I, it's like a, a a weight lifted off my shoulders. Okay, on to the next, but. It's, it's a, I'm telling you, it's just me. Yeah, because I know some readers probably, 
<laughs> right. I know some readers probably don't care. Like, girl, whatever you drop, I'm going to read it. But mm-hmm. that's not me because then if I write another book and then it ends with a cliffhanger, I still got to write that part two. Yep. Also with the part two that I ain't finished yet. So, so like I don't like work. doing that. Like you doing more yeah. work. You know, when you don't have to. Like I'm finishing my, my book, Maserati King's part two, but... You know, I've been started on other books, and I'm, I've weighed the options, okay, um, should I drop the standalone first and then do the part two? But I, as much as I try, I cannot, you know. Right. I have to finish the part Absolutely. two first. I'm telling then you, you I can finish. finish. Because it makes you feel like, nope, this is not going to work for me. I got to put this book out. I can't just keep hopping yeah. on to the next one. I, I, I feel you on that now. I only did that one time, and I still feel guilty to this day. <laughs> Yeah, we also got to finish our collab. Read it. The collab is coming. Hood Renegades 2 is coming. Don't worry. Yeah, so me and (laughs) Bianca have written two collabs together. We have a book called The Billions. Now, we both love that book. We stayed up all night to finish it. We put our whole thousand into it. And I think it's important when you write in collabs to vibe with the person that you're writing with. Like, y'all literally got to be equally yoked like a damn marriage, man. Like, because if you're not equally yoked with these books, you're going to see it in the book. And, like, so how did, like, when we wrote the book, that you felt like that too, right? Like, we, we understood each other. Like, we had to vibe. If you if you ain't vibing, then it's not gonna work. It's definitely like, gonna work. That shit was dope though, man. And it's like when you can find people in this industry that you can vibe with like that, even on a friendship level, not even writing together, but like real people. Because come on, Bianca, we know it's some fake ass, faker than yakky <laughs> ass bitches in this industry. And it's like, you know, with that, you cannot let that get to you as far as the industry. I mean, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like when dealing with the industry and the stress of it, how do you continue to write and not let it get you down? Okay, so for me, per se, me, I don't deal with the industry like that because I always, I find my own lane, you know, like, I fuck with motherfuckers, and I share book links, I speak, I talk on a couple of posts and statuses here and there, you know, but I share people covers, all of that, but I don't try to make friends. I'm not under her post, her post, her post, her post, her post, and one minute I say I don't like her, but I'm talking to her, and I don't like her. I don't do all that because I don't have no reason to, you know, like... These are people that live 50 million, 50 miles away from me, or 300,000 miles away from me. Like, I probably won't ever see this person, you know. So being cordial and speaking and, you know, if you have created a bond with certain people, then okay. But I don't find myself creating bonds with 50 million people in the book right. industry just to say, this is my friend. Because, like... That's you have those that, I'm not going to say it's not genuine friendships and that of the industry because it, it is. It's a couple of people that I know that are friends with other people and they're really, really good friends. So that that's neither here nor there. Like me and you, we're really, really good friends. Tight. We talk on an everyday basis. Every time we talk, I don't post on Facebook. Just talking to my, just got done talking to my BS. No, I don't have to do none of that. Like our friendship is our friendship, you know? It doesn't and I just feel like. what you pretty much saying. Right, and I have never had beef in the industry. I've been writing since 2016. 
I never had it to where uh, people making statuses and we going back and forth and I'm gonna tell a bitch to pull up. Like, no, that's <laughs> I don't have time for that. Catch flights and shit, grown ass women. Yeah, catch your flights and shit. Like, no, nah, bitch. Uh, uh-uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take catch a flight. I'm gonna sit under the sun from okay, damn well. I'm not. Uh, uh-uh. no, nah, I don't have time for that. That's all. Yeah, I'm like flight for. And the thing about it is, I feel like we're in an industry where black women should empower each other and lift mm. each other up. Stupid shit like book titles and book covers, like, we arguing about that? Arguing really? and fighting and, and calling people names, talking about people's kids. I had a couple of times when somebody inboxed me and say, oh, she, um, this, ain't this your title? Look, bitch. I don't care about that title, you know what I'm saying? Because my name is on in my book, and her name is on her book, and whatever sales she get is on her, and whatever sales I get is on me. The name on the book is what matters, you know what I'm saying? I'm not no heavy hitter. I don't always hit number one, but I appreciate the fan base that I have. I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah, I'm grateful for the readers that rock with me. Like, I get a couple of reviews. I'm, I, I always feel like I'm one of those writers who have mixed reviews. Every book I have ever dropped since book number one, I have always had mixed reviews because I'm. I feel like I'm a controversial off the wall writer. type of writer sometimes. <laughs> And like some shit I write, and I'm gonna be like, wait, what? Right. What? What? What this say? You be having me you know, like that. Like what? Like when I wrote, <laughs> like when I first wrote Snow and Winter back yeah, when I, I um, what was that? 2016, 2017, not too sure. But when I first wrote it, and by me being a new author, that was my fifth book I had ever written. I was so confused by my reviews. Like I was heartbroken getting one and two star reviews because I just couldn't believe it. Like I don't like my writing, <laughs> but I had to learn. Right. I had to learn, like, everybody's not going to like everything you put out. That's true. True enough. You come on now, since you know me and you debate all the time, <laughs> I ain't going to never say argue because we honestly have good debates. We debate all the time. All you the say, time. I like that. And I say, girl, I don't like that shit. It's like, it's your opinion. So right. I had to learn, like, everybody's not going to rock with it. But the ones that do, I love them forever and ever and ever. Yes, y'all hear that? Bianca love y'all. Y'all her leader, <laughs> And she writing and making sure that shit is lit and fire for y'all asses. And I know she do because she stressed over them books to make sure they 100% pure fire for y'all asses. And you yeah. know it, girl, bitch, you know it. Like, you be sitting there really thinking, what can I do different? And that's something else. Um, Like, a lot of people think that we write the same things. And it's like, you know, sometimes we start to feel like maybe we need to switch it up and go way outside the box and stuff like that. So how do you deal with trying to, you know, keep your stuff fresh? You know what I mean? So it won't be like you're being repetitive. Okay, so for me, being repetitive, okay, so urban fiction... People can say it's all the same, but think about it. How many crime writers do you know? Mm. How many how many how many horror uh thriller writers do you know? You get what mm. I'm saying? Let's be honest. All that shit the same. Mm. It just has the delivery of it. It's the delivery. It's the delivery of it. Every day like if people live in a hood, most of our readers, 
ain't living in big ass mansions uh, overseas. Like, you know, so they live in the hood. They see dope boys riding past with rims on the car music banging. They see the little hot ass 17 year old standing on the corner with little bitty shorts on trying to be seen. We got these, we got cousins, aunties, uncles, brothers, sisters. All that in our family who have projected a, some type of character you have written in your book. Yep. From a whole ass nigga who got 50 million women <laughs> to a woman that, and I would never call a woman that's going through any type of domestic violence stupid. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Because you never know the severity of anyone's situation. But we know women who have dealt with domestic violence, mm-hmm. who were too scared to walk away. So when somebody pinned that to paper, it's not, this. she was weak. It was not about her being weak. Because you wanted her to be strong enough to move on, you're not the writer. You can't tell the writer how to write their book. You so with me trying to keep the freshness in the industry, uh, or just not even the freshness, for me to keep my own originality, I just, you know, I just sit back, plot, and I think I have a lot of what-if moments. Like when I wrote Snow and Winter, what if I made a, a story about a black woman mm. that's in a polygamous relationship in Chicago, Illinois? She's not African, and, you know, she's not no other race because that happens in different countries where they have two, three, four, five wives. Yeah. But a woman from the hood, from the projects, and she married a judge, and he got other wives, how would that work out? You know, I have a lot of what-if moments, so that's always my thing. And I always try to have a story inside of a story, you know. Definitely, because, you know, as far as the storylines, we always try to reach, you know, the audience that, you know, would be more susceptible to it. But we never know what mm-hmm. people will like. And it's crazy because it seems like in some books, the worse the man is, the more they love him. But in other books, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in other books, he could be the nicest guy in the world and they're going to call him a simp and say he ain't sexy. But then you know what I mean? Right. It depends on how you write the shit out. And, you know, as far as what you said with the domestic violence, that is so important. I'm going to just say something very quickly on it. Um, Me, myself, I'm not a weak woman. I have never been a weak woman, um, but I was in a situation for years with my ex, and it, he was abusive, but it wasn't like I just sat back and let him hit me, you know what I mean? I was whipping on mm-hmm. his ass, you touch me, I'm gonna beat the shit out you too, <laughs> you not about to just right. beat on me, bro, my nigga, no, it's not gonna happen like that, so at the right. time, you would not think, you know, in your head that you're in a domestic violence relationship because you're fighting back. You shouldn't have to be fighting uh-huh. back anything. Uh-huh. Like, because that is domestic violence. This man used to get drunk, piss on a bed, throw food, jump out of cars, just show his stupid black ass. And it was like, in my eyes, I was like, oh, I can handle this. I was not dumb. I just didn't realize the severity of my situation. You cannot call women stupid because you don't know where the fuck their mental is. You know, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people judge, you know, they judge without ever walking a mile in someone else's shoes. And I've learned as an adult, as I get older and older every day, I've learned, like, you cannot judge. 
Who are you to sit back and say, oh, I want to do that if I was you. No, you cannot do that because you never walked in this person's shoes. You don't know what this person's situation is. You don't know what this person is going through. You know, so a lot of times I look at things from a reality standpoint. You know, like the same one that could be calling a woman stupid is the same one who has slept with two brothers. So were you stupid? You get what I'm saying? Like, who are you to judge? But if someone judged you, then you don't want no one judging you. You know, right. only God can judge me. And I feel like that statement is so true. Like, I like when the question, when we had the podcast about our ex-publisher, like I said, I didn't go off of rumors. Mm-hmm. I had to see for myself because mm-hmm. I'm not the type to judge before I even get to know a person. Now, once you get put a bad taste in my mouth, if I don't fuck with you no more, I don't fuck with you no more, and that's just that. And like, thugs, bruh, we ain't coming back from it. And that's it. You like, once you put a bad taste in... No, you would never, ever, ever. Like, <laughs> no, nah, sis, we ain't rocking like that. We're not rocking at all. <laughs> and then, girl, don't even yeah. get me started on that fucking situation because you have misogynistic men who prey mm-hmm. on women. All this... Wham, bam, we are family and all this other shit. Single mothers do that. No, it was all for show. <laughs> it was all to make it like you are this this savior for single mothers and you're just this man who cares so much about women and in the same breath use Jesus Christ himself to rob somebody. Now, look, on the other podcast, uh, like we had to be a little bit more respectable. Throw some, throw some straight clown shit, okay? Nigga's a whole fucking clown. Like, you you play the fuck out of us. Everybody. And it's not what you did. It's how you went about everything that happened. It's how you went about everything after all that shit went down. Yeah. If you had integrity as a fucking man, as a, as a fucking businessman, integrity should have been a Bro, like a whole lot of shit you went, he went way wrong about. Especially for the month of November when it was time for us to get paid and motherfuckers got kids and shit. Like you played. You get what I'm saying? Like when I was texting him and all that, he was telling me I'm being rude and I'm not being rude when it comes to my motherfucking money. And I'm just gonna put it out there like that. When it came to the motherfucking books and making sure you had them bitches to put up the line your motherfucking pockets, you ain't give a fuck about that. You ain't getting no I'm, I'm telling you, that's the whole clown shit. See, what a motherfucker had behind is the fact that, oh, uh, I live here. Bro, you could have never been in Chicago. Promise you. Never. Could have been fucking in D.C. Never, ever, ever. Never. Because, baby, I would have been pulling up to your fucking house. Oh, you and Vera, like, yeah. I don't fuck. Definitely. And the sad but part you know about what? it is y'all motherfuckers don't have my that's the part that you I have my, Yes. And for you to think we are the ones in the wrong. For you to not give motherfuckers back their books. Even though all them books are still in folks' laptops. But the fact that they know if they put them up, somebody can send a paper and say the trip's still in contract and so they books are going to get pulled down. Yep. And all that. There's just a whole bunch of bullshit. And you talking about putting them up on other platforms. What platforms? It's March. I don't see none of those books on platforms no yet. No motherfucking way. Only one who put them shits on platforms is Jay-Z. Yeah, 
George was Vera, and she did that shit from day one. You want to know why? Because a money-hungry bitch. That's all it was. You didn't want to have no reason for nobody to come and say nothing to you about those books, bro. So you put them up on the weak-ass platforms because <laughs> everybody made mama know ain't nothing making money like Amazon is. Nope, and they know that shit. That's why the fuck it's a, a, a fucking self-preservation thing at this point. You need our fucking books to eat, my nigga. So as much as exactly. you have to run around crying that you a millionaire and all this other shit, how you that when you can't even let the women go from your fucking contracts or give them their fucking books back because you need them? You a fucking millionaire off our backs, yep. goddammit. Off of our motherfucking backs. And then you gonna turn around and send stupid ass fucking emails, got these random hoes getting cursed the fuck out and, and disrespected, <laughs> getting clowned the fuck First out. First of all, the, the whole PR stunt. Like, come on, bruh. As long as we all been saying, ain't nobody never, ever heard of this bitch. Never heard now, of Now, where'd she come from? Where'd she I come from? Ass. Like, for real? Stop playing with us, Leo. It's funny. I just told somebody my lamb at the end of 2019 and going to 2020 is y'all got me fucked up. Because mm. I promise you, he had me so fucked up. I still ain't got all my money, but it's okay because I'm coming for that too. Because one thing about me, I'm not taking this shit lying down. Hell no. It's impossible. It's not happening, bro. I'm not sitting there taking no pat on my back. Oh, this is what you get. Just go on about your life. No, no motherfucker. I put in too much hard work dedication no 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 no. this is not how this go no 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 no. i don't care what nobody say i'm not ever getting over it because i don't do all that rah rah shit on facebook please believe i am behind the scenes gonna make it happen exactly now he got me fucked up he got all us fucked up he better find him some motherfucking body to play with and like i said the whole time though you already know. You got the ones who steal in secret deals and shit with him. Mm-hmm. And they a damn fool, if you ask me, because you allowing the motherfucker to play with your money two times. Two times. Not the first time. You you gonna let him play with it again the second time. Yeah, and the Get second time. Get that weak-ass shit out of here, bitch. If you don't stand for nothing, you stand and have some motherfucking integrity. I wish y'all would. Some fucking dignity. And like I said, he got people really thinking his contracts mean anything at this point, and they do not. You breached when you did not pay our fucking money, and I don't care what nobody say. You will never put my motherfucking books up anywhere, okay? Just know that. And I don't give a fuck who recorded this, send it to him. He ain't put them up nowhere but on that weekend lit, lit app. And that's he ain't it. put them up nowhere else, bro. They ain't on Google Books, they ain't on App Books, they ain't nowhere else. Let me tell you though, sir, it was when it was time for me to get the rest of my books and I sent that letter, I kept sending that letter. Oh, uh, I kept sending that email. Oh, so I see you getting everybody else's books. Can you give me mine? Yeah. He sent my shit with no problem. He said, uh, wishing you much, much success. Yeah, motherfucker, because you got tired of my mouth. You got tired of my text messages, my emails. That see, that's shit. the thing. When people let up and fall the fuck back, you know what I'm saying? He thinking, oh, it's shit sweet. It's sweet. No, bro, ain't shit sweet around here. Nope. Marie. Sorry. No, nope. sorry to this man. Fuck you talking about me. <laughs> I don't know this man. Fuck you mean. And the crazy part is I was persistent, but for some reason, I couldn't get all my goddamn books back. I don't see them nowhere else. I don't see them because anywhere. Because he has a power trip. So tell me how you going to generate income. 
He said uh, he keeping on books because y'all gonna generate income, right? So where you generate income from if none of your books is back up? Exactly. So he told the wife to him, and please don't get me started on the motherfucking edits, okay? Why everybody thinks his assistant ain't got shit to do with nothing? Specialized. Them assistants just as guilty as they ass. Them assistants was the one uploading them motherfucking books. They know exactly everything that was going down. And that's the thing I have a problem with. I'm not kissing no bitch ass when she's supposed to get her job in the first fucking place. Woo. I don't care who that is. Woo. And that's what it is. Oh, uh, she, she didn't have nothing to do with it. It's all Leo. Bitch, is you stupid? How she ain't got nothing to do with it? Bro, she uploads the book. Yep. Is you serious? <laughs> Like, how do I know? Oh, they you know, emails before he do. She knew we was getting shut down before the fuck he did. That's what I'm saying. The whole operation is fucking fraudulent, and all they goofy asses need to be thrown in jail. And, <laughs> and you know what the fuck and what? That's all my kids. And you know the fuck <laughs> what? We not stopping steam until justice is motherfucking served. There's no way you think that we are going to take this shit line down. So just know this. Like Ayana said, not on my motherfucking watch. <laughs> Not on my motherfucking like, watch. Oh, you got me like, talking about this all over again. I'm telling child. you, because you know what? Not on my fucking watch. People really think I'm just, he, at least them, he thought I was some goofy-ass bitch for whatever reason, because I have never given anybody that impression that I was some goofy bitch that you can just shit on. Because anybody know me, I will drag you for filth, wash you off, and shit on your ass again. My thing is this, like, the way he played things. Listen, we all black, honey. We all from the hood, motherfuckers from the hood, all that. And he would have even came and said, hey, y'all, I fucked up. I did a little something extra to make y'all book go up here, woo, woo. But this is the game plan for one you lied and you lied and you lied all the way to the fucking end. Are you saying you thought we was dumb though, bro? You thought none of us knew to get on the phone and call Amazon, email them ourselves? Right. Why did you think that we knew how to do that? Why wouldn't we because do that? Think we're At the stupid end of the day, black bitches. Because we're stupid. We're stupid black women who need his two hundred dollars. <laughs> Girl, don't even get me started. Oh, <laughs> oh you mean that hundred and fifty motherfucking dollars? He gave us last month? Motherfucker, I'm an adult. I have children. I have a family. Baby, I'm coming for my Amazon bonuses. I'm coming for the rest of my money. For some reason, you still ain't got these statements. This happened in November. It's March. So you still, you got a lawyer. If you got a lawyer like you say you do, your lawyer can draw up papers to have Amazon send them reports, right? I'm just saying this way's around shit. But... You don't give a fuck. You comfortable robbing us right. without a gun. Because that's exactly what happened. And everybody who sit back and let the shit ride or some motherfuckers who pay to get the fuck out their contract. Are you serious? Nigga, you not keeping none of my money nope. voluntarily. Voluntarily? No, no. Nah, bro. Stop playing with me. Because this shit is not right. And why I think I'm so passionate about this and feel some type of way is because I just hate the fact that I feel like all of us have been taken advantage of. We have like, been. Like, it's, it's, it's like, but we've been assaulted. And it's like, we ain't doing shit about it. This shit is not okay. It's not okay for us to keep posting they took a flight to Berlin. But nigga, you said people are thousand dollars? Then you know what some probably have so five thousand, six thousand dollars checks coming. Shit, or more. More than that. 
you always want to holler, my lawyer, my lawyer. Baby, you can't fight everybody in court. You can't Not fight everybody all. in court, especially if motherfuckers get together and sue the shit out of your ass. Now, what you going to do now, bro? What you going to do? Because you love threatening people with lawyers and all this other shit, but what you don't understand to the world, to society, the worst thing you can do as a man is abuse and take advantage of women. So just know this, my nigga, when this shit starts to truly blow up on your motherfucking ass, don't try to play victim. We got receipts, we got screenshots, we got everything you need to push your ass into that corner. Now find some motherfucking way to play with claim. It's nothing for people to get lawyers for the creative arts that take pro bono cases. Yes, Why he have to that. pay for his fucking lawyer? Because my thing is this. He is not even a factor of him not giving the books back, him not giving the rights back, and he's going to put them on other platforms. You stole from us. And you think it's okay because you say Amazon didn't send a statement. You're supposed to fight like fucking hell to get them statements so office. you can pay your people. Because let me tell you, sis, if, if I had a team and my team was going through a hardship like that, I will pay them more before I pay them less. Right. If I had to take them, if I would have to take the end of the state, that would have been fair because I'm gonna make sure my people good. That's what you're supposed to do. He made everybody feel like how they felt about his ass once he moved how he moved. Yep. Once you start moving like a bitch, nigga, then nigga, that's what the fuck you are. You a bitch ass nigga. Yep. And after that, you you mark with that shit for life. There ain't no coming back from that. And bro. we gonna make sure Period. that. We're going to make sure that shit follow you. You're not going to get away scot-free, period. And that's all I'm saying. It's all about how you move. It's about how you handle the situation. You tried to fuck us like some $3 hoes on Easter Avenue, my nigga. And it's not going to fuck down like that. That's what I'm saying. That social media drag and shit. No, we can only do that shit for so long. No, no. Something else needs to happen. Bitch, you know I've been saying that from day one since yep. everything went down. Because so you know I've been saying that. Something needs to happen because this is not okay. Is and not I refuse. Okay. I come from a family where I have seven fucking aunties. And every last one of them strong as fuck. All I know how to be is strong because we're dominant Inside of our family. There's more women than it is men in our family. And where I come from, all of my aunties, plus my mama, we strong as fuck. And all I see is hold your head up high. Don't let a motherfucker tell you anything. Like, and I'm not going from baby daddy to, I'm, girl, I'm not going, bitch. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we not I'm going. There's one thing that we have been taught from birth is don't let nobody play with your name and don't let nobody play with your money. And that's what this motherfucker doing right now, both. So it's like you won't take point, a career I built, and then he didn't understand what the problem is. Like that text I sent him around Christmas, I said you had you literally had almost two hundred authors, careers in your hands. That their careers it didn't it didn't diminish, but all of that fucking hard work, everything that they put their name on, it was gone. And there's no coming back. I mean, we coming back from it slowly but surely, yes, though. Like, back. this is not as easy as everybody thinks. Oh, just write another book. How can 
can you how can a creative create when they going through so much shit? It's so authors who don't even know how their bills gonna get paid. Yeah, some to have husbands and all this and that. Just me for instance. I thank God for my mother and my sister. They have my back through all of this. I thank God for them every day. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't have a huge support system. Everybody Everybody don't have a second job. When I made the decision in 2018 to let writing be a full-time career for me, I let go of everything else. Because when you you see you you don't see a person who work at the post office work at uh for transit authority the, nope. the next day. I had a, I had a post office job. I didn't even think about getting another job because I was making that money. So for so, um person to say, Well, they should have multiple streams of income. Man, let me tell you something. When I lose sleep, when I lose sleep, I have to get up and uh, take my kids to school and I then went to bed at 6 o'clock in the morning, got to get up at 8 and, no, motherfucker, you can't tell me what I should have. Yep. You can't tell me that. You ain't been in my hard. position. You ain't been in my shoes. You can't tell me none of that. Girl, you know, talking about that Leo shit gets me hot. I know it gets you hot. I ain't mean to put you in that element. But you know what the thing is? You know what the thing is? Is that people need to continually hear this. To know how it stress yeah. the fuck us out. I mean, we have people coming with real tea on my next episode. And I really, it's a very important segment that's coming. Because everybody need to hear the different parts. I want them to hear from the authors. I want them to hear from people who've done editing contracts with them. I want them to hear from his very first author who will be coming on my show. So it's like you have to keep talking about it. When we stop talking about it, that's when we lose completely. That's when we lose. We're not going to stop talking about it until justice is served. And even if justice is served, we're going to still talk about it. Because we have new authors, we have people coming into this industry already primed and ready to get taken advantage of. We're not doing it. We're not going to let it happen again. Mm -hmm. That's what we're not going to do. Man, this has been so dope. So I just have a few more questions. Let me bring you back down. Let me get your heart rate back down. Because <laughs> you was not playing with Leo right now. So we got, okay. So um, I pretty much want to know, what do you ultimately want to be known for? Like not just the, you know, books. Like what is your ultimate goal? What is your end game with your career? Oh, no. I ain't even got to the point of that right now. Okay. Because one thing I do know, I don't want to publish. I can't see myself being a publisher. So. So you just like, okay, right now you want to write your books. That's what you want to do yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. basically I enjoy writing. And right now that's just my sole focus. Trying to get my brand known. Be Marie exclusive. Yes, I love that. You know, I saw that on your the top of your book covers. I have never seen that. And it's like something about that exclusive makes it feel so authentic. You know, like it's something that you just got to read because it's exclusive. And I, I just never seen that. How did you come up with that? What made you want to do that? I love that. Bianca, who was it, a Bianca Marie exclusive or... I love it. It's just a B. Marie exclusive. I love that. I came up with that concept because 
by me not want to enter by me not wanting to enter the publishing field I didn't want to put presents on the top of my book or publishing on top of my book and then I feel like my reads are exclusive they're exclusive for my readers yes that shit is dope when I swear, <laughs> I swear you know I said I said damn cause that shit just seems so legit you know what I'm saying like she ain't playing with y'all motherfuckers Y'all getting exclusive motherfucking literary work from her ass. Yeah. I love it. That shit is so fire, man. But, so, like, do you have That's any goals? That's my thing, like... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, you know, that's my thing. I, I, I write for me, and I write for my readers, you know. And that's what's I don't up. write, I don't write for everybody else, for everybody else. I write exclusively... <laughs> For my readers, for my brand, for the readers that love the Bianca Marie brand, you know, and that's all. Those are the only, those are the only people that I am trying to impress or, you know, impress in this industry. Like those are the ones that matter to me. The ones that pick up a Bianca Marie or download in one click as soon as I drop a book, they are special to me. Yeah. Definitely, because it's like they they literally waiting on it. As soon as they as soon as it drop, they clicking. That should tell you a whole lot. They love your work exclusively. Like <laughs> that's yeah. so fucking dope. All right, so like, do you have any goals set in place for the future that we should know about? My only goal I have right now is just to be better than the old me. Oh man, I want to expand on my brand. You know, I have to do, I I can't admit my flaws within um within the author world. I should promote harder than I do, you know. So I just, I just want to expand on being better, expand on my brand, you know. I want to be worldwide one day, yeah, you know. Yeah, man, talking about some real self-reflection. Because it's like, if you got to see the better vision in you, even though you dope as hell right now, you know what I mean? I always feel like no matter how good you are, it's always room to be greater. You know what I mean? And you're, so, never, and you're never too old to learn. Never. Never too old to learn. And it's the saying, I heard somebody say this when I was working at the post office. It was so crazy because I know it might be simple, but I've never heard anybody say this. Um, they said no matter what, you learn something new every day, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's something that I never thought about. Yeah, it's like you could. I mean, even if it's oh, I didn't know that you could tie a string and do it. Like it's just dumb. Sh even if it's dumb shit, you're learning something new every day. So you always gotta open yourself to learn more and, and just embrace. You know what I mean? The learning experience because in the writing industry, it's always a learning experience. Just like you said mm -hmm. earlier, you were so shocked when you dropped that book, and some people didn't like it. It's a learning experience. Like you, at that moment, you learn. Damn! So everybody ain't gonna like what I write, huh? And that gave exactly. you, you know, something to say. Well, shit, I have to write for the audience that does like it. And you really and got that's that the thing. Yeah, man, that shit. And, and and that's the thing about how people compete against each other in this industry. Like, there's no competition because your audience is your audience, and their audience is their audience. Yeah. You know. People who read your work might not read their work. Yeah. But people who read your work will read their work as well. Like, you have to write for for who's for you. Yeah, definitely. Because people are, are think, 
you, they'll look at other authors, okay? And you know, they'll look at other authors. Well, why is it theirs? Why can't I get their readers? Their readers aren't interested. I'll drop in their group and their readers, readers aren't interested. It's because maybe they don't, it's something about, you know, their style that they like, that you mm-hmm. might not possess that same quality. It's not that you're not a good writer. It's just that it's not for them. That's just like with music. Everybody does not like the same type of music. So it's like everybody is not going to listen to the same artist. And you have to honestly know your audience. And that's something in this industry that has to be said. Know your audience. Know, Know them. Know what they like. Know what they're expecting. You can give them the unexpected, but as long as it's delivered in your fashion, like only you can. Uh, speaking on that, like the statement, everyone who supports popularity, they, they don't support talent. Okay, so I have a big issue with that statement because, for one, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that, okay, some people could support people that's popular because I feel like this. With, when a book is great, it's word of mouth. You have the ones like, oh, did you read that new Ebony Diamonds book? Oh, Ebony, uh, Bianca Marie book is awesome. Did you read that? Or how about, did you read that other Bianca book? Well, you know, people, it's, it's word of mouth. Yeah. It's not necessarily popularity. You know what I'm saying? Just like if we listen to an album. I say, hey, did you check out what little baby album? Girl, is dope. It's all about word of mouth. You yeah. choose to check it out, and if you like it, you like it, and you might spread the word. If you don't like it, that's your opinion. Say, no, nah, it wasn't for me. Everybody has their own. It's like, it's, it's all about, to me, it's all about opinion. It is. And you know, the crazy part is um, I really love this movie called Mona Lisa Smile with Julia Robinson. And it was at uh, Wellesley, an all-girls school. And they had uh, Kirsten Dunst was the, the, the movie bitch. I couldn't stand her ass in that movie. But... Um, they had some paintings popping up on the, you know, in the class, and she's like, no, that's not art, and it's like, you know, Juliet Robert asked her, why isn't it art? It's not art unless somebody says it is. You feel me? And it's like... All right, all right, all right. Now, this is my final segment before I leave y'all with some of that ass-shaking, ass-clapping, twerk-them-thighs-ass music. Okay, y'all know I have to do my opinions piece. And it's several things that I want to talk about um, in this segment that has to do with the black community and... You know, things that happen with celebrities within the black community, you know, shit like that. And where I would like to start with first, like I said in my intro, I would like to talk about the black dollar. Now, the black dollar is one of the most important currencies in the United States. I know society will have you believe that black people are all poor and, you know, we don't have anything and all this other stuff. But, you know, a lot of poor people support businesses that are making other people's billionaires. And without that money, without the black dollar, there wouldn't be as many businesses and other um nationalities in our areas in our our neighborhoods you know um now y'all know the businesses okay we have 
uh, Chinese restaurants, which we call curry house in D.C. in the area. And then we have nail shops. We have, you know, um, a lot of businesses ran uh, by other ethnicities. And the thing that really gets me is, is that it's very rare in those communities, you know, our community that we have black owned businesses because honestly, uh, a lot of black people, we don't support each other. We don't support what each other is doing because it's almost like, um, in order for it to be important, then it has to be a white face or another kind of face on it. It can't be ours. And the thing is, is that we'll go and of course, a lot of us like to get our nails done, lashes and eyes and stuff like that. And we go and we spend a lot of money in those places. We spend a lot of money in those places. Places that we are not respected. I can't speak for every single nail shop, but I know it's a lot of nail shops where they just basically, you know, treat us like shit, but still take our money. They still take our money. Our money isn't ghetto black trash to them. That's perfectly fine. And then you have situations like I seen, um, you know, that was floating around. I'm sure y'all seen it where the girls were like beat and all this other stuff. The people fucked up their nails and all this other shit. And then when they didn't want to pay for it, the nail shop people, you know, they hit them and all this other shit. Now, baby, it couldn't have been me because I promise you I would have laid hands. I don't give a fuck about a broom. I would have took that broom and strangled the shit out them motherfuckers and beat every fucking ass in that shop. But we have no problem still going to spend our money there. And it's like, why aren't we creating our own business opportunities? And I see a lot of us are doing that, but then I see a lot of us aren't supported while we're doing it. And then, you know, we go and, you know, we, we pay a lot of money for our hair, you know, and stuff like that. Now, I know we go into black shops for that, you know, so thank you. I give y'all that. We go into them black shops because they're the only ones who can do our hair. But, you know, like for the people who wear extensions and things like that, you know, we paying top dollar for that shit. I have locks and I used to wear, you know, um, tracks and stuff like that. And it's like, I know human hair and all that shit costs a lot of money. We're spending money on that stuff. Again, from people who do not respect us or our black dollar. Those businesses would not thrive. We go and eat at Chinese places where I honestly believe a lot of them spitting our food and all kinds of shit because they fucking hate us but love our money. And the thing is, is that I just want to see black people thrive business-wise. Why can we not thrive? We have the money. We have the money to support each other. Jordan, his ass is getting the black dollar. If it was not for us, we those shoes wouldn't be as popular as they are. You never see white people rushing the lines for them and shit like that. We are keeping that afloat, which means that we are able to do it for each other as well. It's not like Nike is a fucking black owned fucking business. Jordan just happened to have a contract for them shoes with him. So what I'm basically saying is the black dollar is so important to America, but we aren't important to America. Really think about that shit. Really think about it. When you go into certain places and, you know, it's, it's white people behind the register, they almost look like they're irritated by us immediately. Now, not everywhere, but some places. You know, we go and we spend money in Versace and all these other name brand places. And those people looking at us like, ugh, God, them. But we still will swipe our fucking debit cards either to prove a point or we just do it because we want that 
name brand shit. But again, the black dollar is still respected more than black people. So please think about that. Think about supporting each other. Think about supporting black owned businesses because we are, we should be more important to each other than what the fuck we got going on now. Like, honestly, and let's talk more about black because I seen some disgusting shit the other day having to deal with Trump. Those were, I don't even want to say that, Lord. Let me just go ahead and reel it back in. Those two women, Diamond and Silk, who sat in the White House at a black history meeting, a man who believes that welfare is only for black people. He didn't even know that. White people. Asian, everybody else gets welfare. It wasn't just a black thing. This is the man that they are supporting. The man who has the stereotype that every black person is poor garbage. That is the stereotype he perpetuates. And he, he, he doesn't even see anything wrong with it. Not only the fact that he's an uneducated moron. That's not even a problem. The problem is this man is targeting minorities. He's targeting brown people. And these women and the rest of those juicy lip ass coons was sitting in the goddamn office touching him, praying. And then you had one stupid piece of human garbage yell out that he is the first black president. First of all, fuck you. You need to go ahead and rewind that. The first black president was Barack Obama. And I know you know that, but the fact that you would disrespect this Ivy League college educated man who has not ever had a scandal. He has not been found to do anything immoral. Y'all wanted to talk about him smoking weed when you had George Bush, a cokehead, sitting in office. And the only thing y'all can find is, oh, he smoked cigarettes. Please shut the fuck up. Shut your motherfucking ass up. And y'all really gave this man a... T He's the first black president. Y'all really gave him the struggle of black people. Y'all gave him black just because they're paying you enough diamond and silk. You stupid bitches. You stupid bitches. And then you sitting there tomorrow, yay, yay, cheering. Honey, they still hate you. You think his... His supporters really give a fuck about y'all. Y'all are props. Y'all are props. They are using y'all for black voters. Now, it's nothing wrong with being a black Republican. Okay? I have no problem with anybody's affiliation. Now, my thing is, I think the party should be abolished. If you want to get real, how the fuck are people supposed to be free thinkers when we only supposed to think what the fuck the party we believe in is thinking? How the fuck are you a free thinker? Just like Candace Owens. Baby, you're not a free thinker. You're not a free thinker. That's what you keep saying, Blexit. All this other shit. You had to be a Republican in order to see your own fucking worth? That was the only way to get acceptance from those white people who wouldn't shit on you if you were on fire? That don't work like that. It definitely don't work like that. And the fact that you felt you had to leave the Democrats as if the Republicans are any better tells me so much. You all are props paid to stand there and say, oh, look at me. I'm the good nigger. I'm dancing for them. Look at me. Can I have a piece of cornbread now, sir? That's how the fuck y'all look.
I'm not saying you have to be a Democrat just because you're black. But please explain your fucking views a little better than what the fuck you've been explaining it. Like, that shit makes no sense to me. You, Candace Owens sat up there and got her ass dragged. Because she still has never been able to answer the question, when the fuck was America great for black people? But that's not what they paying her to do. They paying her to stand there and say, hey, it's okay. Come on. Come on, guys. I would respect you if you didn't feel like you had to shit on your own race. I might respect you a little bit, but I have no respect for you. Candace, Diamond, Melissa. No, no respect. Silk, none of y'all. No respect because your presentation is shit when it comes to why the fuck you do what the hell you do. And then you have a lot of them saying, oh, black people are stuck in a slave mentality. You want to know what a slave mentality is? A slave mentality is a white person telling you, hey, you're brainwashed. I'm not bad. Come on. Come over here with me. That right there, the fact that you would allow them to manipulate you so severely into that is a slave mentality. You are not a free thinker. Fuck y'all. Fuck them books y'all wrote. Fuck your life. Because you know what? That's what you're saying to us. Because you got a little money now. Because y'all done went up a little bit and got a little you notoriety. Then y'all leave behind the people who did not have the same opportunities as you did. To reach there. So again, like I said, fuck y'all. Anyway... That, that right there was pretty much all I had to say about that situation there. I actually am interested in talking about Oprah. Oprah fell the other day. I ain't gonna lie, I laugh. I laugh so fucking hard. And you got people saying, oh, it's not funny that she fell. It's not funny. Her pain could not possibly be as bad as the pain that she's caused with her bullshit. Funny, she's hugged up, sending letters and calling motherfucking Harvey Weinstein when she put Bill Cosby on blast. She put Michael Jackson on blast. Not saying that those people should not have been <clears throat> uh, reprimanded for what they've done. Michael Jackson is dead. How the fuck you gonna reprimand him now? You can't say shit to him. He can't say shit back. So again, what the fuck was your reason? But then you got, um, then you had Gail her best friend with the, the Kobe Bryant thing and she's defending Gail and all this other shit. Not once, not once did she feel bad about the fact that this family is going through hell right now. Why the fuck you ain't apologize to them? Oh, huh? No apologies, huh? No apologies. And the sad part is that we're supposed to feel bad because you physically hurt yourself. Something that's going to heal. When these people are going through hell. What about Harvey Weinstein's victims? Did you think about those? Oh. Bet you ain't think about them when you were sitting there smoozing up with his ass. I don't know if you was throwing that ass at him or whatever the case was. But I guess he wasn't wondering if it wasn't having to been taken or whatever the case is. But you, you didn't have anything to say about that. Harvey Weinstein is a personal friend. Girl. Pack that shit up in them bags under your eyes and shut the hell up. Because I'm not trying to hear it. Do a motherfucking show on him, oh. 
I'm glad you bust your ass. Maybe it gave you a reality check. It be your own goddamn people. Skin color don't mean shit anymore. And we have to realize that. We are on our own. If the black community want to get together, we need to stick together. We have high profile celebrities who won't even blink an eye at the shit in the black community that's going on. Black, brown, whatever you are. If you are black, then your ass need to be with the movement. They're saying skin color doesn't matter anymore. That's what the fuck they're trying to preach while killing our black people. It does matter, and it's always going to matter. Not even necessarily that it matters to us. Now, y'all think about that. Y'all think about that shit. It's some real shit going on here in the world, and I really need everybody to stick and band together because we are so strong in numbers, and that's why the fuck they scared of us. They scared that we actually going to stick together and do something for each other. They frightened. That's why the fuck they, they didn't want the Black Panthers. They was feeding people. We didn't need no assistance with the government. They didn't want us to take that shit. Tutoring the kids after school. Daycare for working parents who couldn't afford. Daycare for free. Now y'all really think about that shit, but then you got these motherfuckers in their sheets still marching around doing whatever the fuck they want to do. The fucking Ku Klux Klan came to D.C. Fucking think about that shit. This world is fucked up and we need to do something about it. Now look, I'm going to calm down. You know, I had to uh, calm myself. It makes me so upset, but you know what? I fucks with it. Look, I appreciate y'all listening tonight. I enjoyed my interviews. I love listening to Shay as well, talking about, you know, those fools and them letters. That shit had me laughing. And Miss Bianca Marie, man, you are so blessed. You are so blessed. I am so excited about what I see for your future. Continue to do great things. Now, I was kind of conflicted about my song, what I wanted to play when I exited out. So I guess it's just going to be a surprise. Y'all trust me, right? I know y'all trust me because y'all wouldn't come back to keep listening to fuck them books with Ebony Diamonds. Y'all have a nice night. Get some sleep. Chief, smoke, do whatever the hell it is you got to do to put your mind at ease. Love y'all. And remember, fuck them books. Like the way she works. Fatter than fat, and she got good throw. Sit that cat on my lap, I give it good strokes. I might have to fly out to Mykonos, or maybe to Japan so I can hit her like a Michiro. She knows what the fuck is up, I don't gotta dumb it down. Tatted like Rihanna, pussy singing like it's running town. I love her, she's a freak. I promise if I could, I fuck her seven days a week. Face from the Middle East, ass from the West Indies. Sucking the soul up out of my body, rest in peace. Head got me wobbling, she know I got cameras. She said we should vlog it. I know she got stamina, she said start. Like the way yeah. she works, ayy. She always 
always puts me first, yeah And I know I've been around, but I swear you got the best on earth Yeah, 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 yeah. I got drip on the floor and it's getting nasty He ain't keeping his hands up off my ass cheeks I got something to give him and if he asks me I'm not feeling up, baby, I let him gas me Light me up, light me up, light me up I done seen the whole world and ain't knowing that how does us Bank rolls, dank roll, they ain't really as loud as us I be hoping that it's love, but it really just be the lust Anything for a rush now, it's Van Nuys on the touchdown It's a cold world, get a bust down How you get my mind before my body and my trust now He said life is too short and he think that we should fuck now I think I'm finna break him, it's gonna be quick He know I ride that dick till I get seasick Wavy little bitch to talk that E shit Nasty, but don't put nothing past me Now I got the pussy in the power if you like ask me Like the way me. she works, She always puts me first, ayy And I know I've been around But I swear you got the best on earth Yeah, 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 yeah. I got drip on the floor and it's getting nasty He ain't keeping his hands up off my ass cheeks I got something to give him and if he asks me I'm not feeling up, baby, I let him gas me